0: new. It's amazing. It's Prell. P-R-E-L-L. Procter & Gamble's new radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Prell brings you the life of Riley. Prell, the shampoo that removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes, leaves hair more radiantly clean, radiantly lovely, presents... The Life of Riley, with William Bendix as Riley. (laughs) The family we are about to join out of Chester A. Riley is a typical American household consisting of two parents and two children. Junior is a normal 13-year-old boy. Babs is a normal teenage girl. Peg Riley is a normal housewife. And Riley himself is... uh, Well, he's the father. (laughs) Being a typical family, though, the Rileys occasionally have their minor
1: disagreements.
2: Daddy, you've simply got to do something about Junior.
1: Why? what's the matter with Junior?
2: Babs is right, Riley. Lately, Junior's been impossible. Do you know what he had the nerve to do? He took my diary out of my drawer and read it.
1: Okay, so he read your diary.
2: And this morning, he was shooting off his BB gun in the house. And he used my Uncle Baxter's picture for a target. He shot a hole right through his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what's so funny?
1: That bullet's the first thing that's gotten through your uncle's head in years.
2: We're talking about Junior. Really, Daddy? You'll just have to do something with
1: him. What do you want me to do, give him away? I've had him 13 years. I got too much money invested in him.
2: Oh, but he gets worse every day. He's a wild...
1: Boys will be boys, Peg. They got a lot of energy. Why, Why, when I was a kid, I was always getting into scrapes. I remember once I filled my water pistol with tomato ketchup and squirted it all over a nice clean bedsheet hanging on the line. <laughs> Did my mother tear her hair? No. She took the bedsheet and used it as a tablecloth. looked natural. And our tablecloth had holes in it, so we used it as a bedsheet, and that looked natural.
2: <laughs>
1: Believe me, boys would be boys. Unless they're girls.
2: Daddy, you have no idea what Junior's like. Well, Hello, Pop. Hello, well, Junior. I'm going over to Egbert's. You're pli- staying right here, Junior. What's the matter? Your father wants to have a talk with you. Well, what about what did I do? Don't try to be so innocent. You know very well what you did—reading my personal diary.
1: Now, Babs. He's only a kid.
2: And what? ruining my uncle's picture.
1: Peg, let the kid live. And
2: breaking your father's new pipe.
1: What? <laughs> let me at that kid. He's a fiend. <laughs> Morning, Joe. Morning, Ronnie. Better hurry up and punch that clock.
0: You don't want to get the boot, do you? Well,
1: don't worry about me, Joe. Old man Stevenson wouldn't fire me. Why, I'm the backbone of this plant. Stevenson would never give the boot to his own backbone. <laughs> 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 hi-ho, hi-ho, it's off to work I go. I've been late before. If the boss gets sore, I'll tell him where to go. Hi-ho, hi-ho. Did you
3: see
1: <laughs> a ball, mister? Oh, mm, No, no, Sonny. No. You did? No, kid, I didn't see no ball.
3: Yes, you did. You snitched it.
1: Now, wait a minute, kid. I didn't touch your ball.
3: You're a big, fat ball stealer.
1: Why, you fresh-looking... Who are you
4: calling fat? Oh, there you are, Cecil. I've been looking all over for you. Oh, hello, boss. Oh, Riley. I see you've made my nephew's acquaintance. Oh,
1: your nephew, Mr. Stevenson. (laughs) What a darling child. (laughs) I was just going to pat him on the head. You been. I really must reduce.
3: <laughs> Cecil,
4: that's no way to talk to Mr. Riley. I don't know what to do with the kid.
1: Make him a foreman.
4: Go back to my office and wait for me there, Cecil. Oh, all right. And don't bite my secretary again.
1: Interesting type of
4: child, boss. My brother's kid. He can't handle him either. Uh, Takes him to a psychologist twice a week. Oh, to get him psychoalkalized, huh? <laughs> That's a lot of bunk, you know. That's... Well, it's, it's good in most cases, but so far it's failed here. Say, say, you have a boy, haven't you, Riley? Oh, yeah, sure. Junior, he's 13. Does he give you any trouble?
1: Junior, never. Perfect little gentleman. That's because I know how to handle boys.
4: He <laughs> can't do a thing with Cecil. Uh... Can't get him interested in anything. Buy him toys, he breaks them. Buy him books, he burns them. Does your boy read books?
1: Oh, yeah, you bet. Lately, he's been reading one my daughter wrote. I mean... <laughs>
5: Oh, he's
4: a great little reader. I'm going to have that kid in my hands all day. My sister-in-law talked me into taking him down to the plant. I'm afraid to let him out of my sight for a second. He's liable to stick his head in a dynamo. Oh, that would
1: be awful. So hard to get new dynamos these days.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Say, Riley, I've got an important all-day conference with the executives of the Bank of America, and I wonder if you'd do me a big favor.
1: You want me to go to the conference for you? Sure. No, no, no,
4: not that. uh, I'd like you to... Oh, I hate to ask you. Oh, go ahead, ask. Well, I don't like to impose on you. go on, boss. That's really not fair to you. I'd be happy to... What is it, boss? Would you take the day off and just look after Cecil?
1: (laughs) Could we start this whole conversation over again? (laughs) But I don't want to play with him, Pop. He's just a kid. How can you say that, Junior? Just look at Cecil. He's a very sweet little boy.
3: No, I'm not. My psychologist says I'm
1: antisocial. <laughs> now, nah, nah. nah, Cecil, be a good boy and play with Junior.
3: I'm a schizophrenic, too.
1: But I don't want to play with him, Pop. Junior, come over here a minute. Now, listen, Junior, you got to play with Cecil. I don't want no trouble with my boss. But,
5: Pop... Listen,
1: Junior... I ain't going to use physical force on you because you're getting pretty big. But you're going to do what I say. And this ain't your mother talking or Babs. You're getting this straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) Okay, I'll play with him. Good. Now, Cecil, what do you and Junior want to do? You want to play some nice games? How about a swell game of hide-and-seek, huh? No. Well, how about a game of tag? No. How about follow the leader? ...through some nice dark swamp.
5: Hey, I got a football. You want to play football?
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. I'll play too, huh?
3: No, you you two guys would jump on me.
1: This kid's a mind reader. (laughs) Now look, Cecil, there must be something you want to do. Can you draw? You want to draw some pictures, huh? I
3: can't draw good.
1: Well, Junior will teach you. He can draw great. How about it, Cecil? All
3: right, I'll humor you.
1: Junior, get your crayons and draw some pictures for Cecil, huh? I don't wanna. Junior, I'm losing my patience. I'm entitled to respect. If you don't do like I say, when the circus comes to town, I ain't taking you. You'll have to sneak under that tent without me. (laughs) Okay, I'll draw him pictures. No, it's better. Now go on up in the attic where you won't be in anybody's way. Why can't we draw in the living room? Because the couch is in the living room, and for the next two hours, I'm going to be on that couch. I just spent 20 minutes with Cecil, and I'm anti-sociable. <laughs> well, Cecil, how are you and Junior been... Hey, where's Junior?
3: Wouldn't you like to know?
1: Cecil, where's Junior? What did you do with Junior. Cecil, you're a very naughty boy. That incinerator is only for rubbish. You, you. <laughs> the, the incinerator? Oh, my poor Junior. What's the Ju- matter, Oh, pa? Junior, thank heaven you're safe.
3: Oh, I fooled you. I fooled ya.
1: Why, you... You... Okay, Cecil, darling. It's time to go home now. Come along. I
3: want the picture. Give me the picture.
1: What picture.
3: A here,
1: you can have it, Cecil. Well, Junior, I'm glad to see you drew lots of pictures, like I said. And well,
3: I I didn't actually... You
1: were a good boy, and you obeyed me, so I'm raising your allowance to 40 cents. Well,
5: thanks, Pop.
1: <laughs> well, come on, Cecil. Your uncle set his car for you. The chauffeur's waiting outside.
3: I hate
1: him. Cecil, wait a minute. Look, uh, your uncle is going to ask you how you liked it here, so you tell him you had a swell time, and I treated you swell, and you think is a swell guy and that I ought to get a raise. You understand, huh?
3: Yeah, I understand.
1: Are you sure now? Now what are you going to tell him?
3: I'm going to tell him you're a big fat monster and you didn't give me anything to eat and you beat me and I'll tell him to fire you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a revolting development this is. Uh, good morning, Mr. Stevenson. You wanted to see me?
4: Yes, I did, Riley. It's about Cecil. It ain't true what he
1: said. I didn't beat him. Take I...
4: it easy, Riley. I know you didn't. I'm used to Cecil's stories by now.
1: Oh, that's a relief. Oh, that kid sure is a problem. Did he say I was a big, fat monster? Yes. Well, but... that's an awful thing to say,
4: boss. Well, don't worry about it. He says I'm a big, fat monster, too. Yeah, well, he knows you better <laughs> than he... <laughs> Well, you're his uncle. I'm a stranger. He... Well, I don't think Cecil will give us much trouble from now on. The psychologist found out what's wrong with him.
1: He ain't human?
5: <laughs>
4: well, it's not as bad as all that. You see, they found out that Cecil's got the mind of a nine-year-old, but physically he's only seven. And as a result, there are emotional conflicts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I get it. His brain is too big for his britches, huh? <laughs> They found out something else, too. It yeah. seems that Cecil's always been dominated by women. His mother, his sisters, his aunts. A woman has always told him what to do and what to say and what to eat. <laughs>
1: Seven years old and already he's living the life of a married man. <laughs> no wonder he
4: makes trouble. Yes, yeah, she's frustrated, so he's very aggressive. Well, that's very interesting. How did this psychologist figure this out? <laughs> In a way, you were responsible. Me? Yeah. You know that drawing he brought home from your place? Oh, you you mean of that crazy-looking cow? Yeah, (laughs) that's the one. Well, that's how the psychologist found out what's wrong. He analyzed this drawing. You know, they have special techniques.
1: You mean that he looked at that drawing and he could tell that the kid that did it has a nine-year-old mind and gets kicked around by women?
4: More or less. It's all a little beyond me, but this psychologist is tops in his field. Uh Oh, the poor kid. Well, what's the cure? There must be a cure. Don't get get so upset, Riley. You'd think it was your own kid. Oh... Yeah, there's a cure, all right. All we've got to do with Cecil is to let him express his personality, not let those women dominate it. And that'll fix it. Oh, yeah. She'll be a normal kid in no time at all. Well, thanks for all you did, Riley. Oh, don't mention it, boss. Say, this whole thing taught me a lot. Well, goodbye, boss. Goodbye,
1: Riley. Oh, my poor Junior. He's 13, and he's only got the mind of a nine-year-old. No wonder he's been so bad. He don't like Babs and Peg to dominate. He's frustrated. But I'll cure him if it's the last thing I do. Before I'm through, that boy's gonna have a mind like I got. Oh, the poor kid.
0: Prell will bring you the second act in the life of Riley in a moment. It's talked about wherever you go. It's Prell, Prell, Prell. Procter & Gamble's radiant cream shampoo in the handy tube. Millions of attractive women say...
2: My very first Prell shampoo made an amazing difference in my hair. Left it so beautifully radiant, so easy to comb and manage.
0: And men, too,
6: agree. Prell shampoo is a wonder for removing unsightly dandruff. And that man-sized Prell lather does a thorough job. Leaves a man's hair and scalp feeling clean
0: and fresh. Yes, that's what you hear everywhere you go. First, because Prell leaves hair more radiant than any soap shampoo leaves no soap film to cloud its natural sheen. Second, because Prell removes unsightly dandruff in as little as three minutes. Doctors' examinations proved it. And Prell's economical, too. It goes farther than any known shampoo, cream, or liquid because it's more concentrated. Prove it for yourself. Tomorrow, ask for Prell shampoo. P-R-E-L-L,
5: Prell shampoo.
0: By Prell. Now back to the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley.
2: Is that you, Riley? Now, hello, Peg. Hi, Daddy.
1: Peg, w- where's
0: Junior?
2: In the bag. He's hanging up my laundry. He's been a perfect angel ever since you scolded him. He does everything I tell him to.
1: He does? For Babs, too?
2: Oh, yes, he's been a darling. He did errands for me. This afternoon he went all the way to the library for me. Twice. So what's the matter, Riley?
1: Peg, how old is Junior?
2: You know how old he is, thirteen.
1: Well, are you sure?
2: He was born in 1935.
1: Yeah, I know. But are we positive that he's 13?
2: Well, it's simple arithmetic. It's 1948. He was born in 35, and 35 from 48 is how much?
1: Nine. (laughs)
2: Of course not, Daddy. It's
1: 13. Uh, That's what I thought i got to have a talk with that boy right away.
2: Now, leave him alone, Riley. You had one talk with him and everything's fine. Now, don't spoil it. Peg,
1: you just don't understand boys like Junior.
2: Oh, I don't, eh? I just happened to be his mother for 13 years.
1: Well, I happened to be his father for nine, so we're even. (laughs) And if I want to talk to him, I'll talk to him. My head's made up. (laughs) What'd you want to talk to me about, Pop? Junior, listen, I just spoke to your mother and sister. I was obeying them on Pop. I obeyed them. I know. And it's got to stop. What? I said it's got to stop. You're old enough to understand simple English. After all, you're nine going on ten. Huh? Oh, Pop, instead of waiting till the summer,
5: why don't you take your vacation now?
1: This is no time to talk about vacation. Now listen carefully. You've got to stop being dominated by women. But you said to obey them. Never mind what I said. Just do what I say. <laughs> now, listen. From now on, any woman tells you to do something and you don't want to do it, don't you do it.
5: Every woman?
1: Yes, everyone. Your mother, Babs, your girlfriend. But why, Pop? Because they're ruining your life, son. They are? Yeah. Uh, so you got to fight them. Don't let them shove you around. You do what you want. Oh, gee, Pop, I just don't get it. Never mind. You can trust me. Oh, believe me, if there were only men in this world, you children would have a much easier time of it.
5: <laughs>
1: Hi, Dumpling, I'm home. How's my sweet little wife this evening, eh?
2: Chester Riley, I want to talk to you.
1: <laughs> my sweet little wife sounds a little sour. This
2: Never mind the comedy. What did you say to Junior yesterday?
1: Yesterday, what I? Nothing special, just a little father and son talk.
2: I told you to leave him alone. What's he done now? What hasn't he done? He's worse than ever. He won't do a thing, I tell him. And and he's downright rude. And he's been fighting with Babs constantly. Why, he even had a fight with his girlfriend, Marilyn. She was here this afternoon, and he sent her home in tears. Oh, I don't know what's the matter with that boy. He's he's acting like a ten-year-old.
1: A ten-year-old? Well, great, he's already a year smarter.
5: <laughs> what?
2: Now, Riley, we've never spanked either of the children, but if Junior no, doesn't... wait a minute, Peg. Did you ever
1: stop to think that this might not be Junior's fault? Well, then whose fault is it? Yours. What? Why, that's... Of all... Now, now, Peg, now, now, take it easy. Calm down. Your face is purple. It clashes with the green wallpaper. <laughs>
2: You have the nerve to tell me it's my fault? Well,
1: it's kind of complicated. You see, you're Junior's mother, but unfortunately, you're also a woman.
2: Eh? Oh, I see. (laughs) And just when did you discover this? Today.
1: (laughs) You see, you're you're dominating the kid. Of course, you don't mean to. You're unconscious half the time. (laughs) I mean, uh, I mean of dominating them. You, do I
2: make myself clear? Riley, yeah? I- instead of waiting till the summer, why don't you take your vacation now?
5: <laughs>
1: Never mind the vacation. I'm trying to explain something. You see. Hello, they, Pop. Oh, hello, well, Gina. it's
2: about time you're home. Where have you been all this time? Oh, nowhere. What's that letter you got there?
5: Oh, it's for Pop. It's from my teacher.
2: From your teacher? You see, Riley, I told you. Now he's making trouble in school. Now well,
1: take it easy, Peg. Let's see what the teacher has to say. <clears throat> Dear Mr. Riley, I am gravely concerned over Junior's behavior. He has always been a model pupil, but today I was shocked by his actions. He has become incor... incor... Peg, what's this word here?
2: Incorrigible, oh, Junior... Is that bad? It's very bad.
1: (laughs) That's good.
5: (laughs) What do you mean it's good? Well,
1: let's read the rest. He is rude and disobedient to such a degree that I thought it best to arrange an interview with Dr. Bergman, the school psychologist.
2: A psychologist? What for?
1: So the teacher noticed it, too.
2: Noticed what? Riley, what are you tapping your forehead for like that?
1: Well, uh... Junior, would you leave us alone for a minute, please?
5: Okay. But remember, Pop, you said you'd back me up if I did what you told me. Yeah. Riley,
2: did you tell Junior to disobey? Well, I had to on account of a drawing. What drawing? It's the
1: cow, the one Junior drew for Cecil.
2: Oh, will you please make sense?
1: I'm trying to tell you. The reason he's so forward is because he's backward.
2: (laughs) In in his mind. Oh, that's ridiculous. Why, he's been getting A's all his life. How can he suddenly... Oh, look, we'll straighten
1: the whole thing out when we see the psychologist. I heard about this Dr. Bergman. He's one of the best experts on backward minds. We'll take Junior to see him.
2: All right. And while we're there, we'll let him take a look at you, too.
1: <laughs> oh, my head. I'm, I'm all mixed up. i got to get straightened out. It's I...
7: a good thing I dropped in. <laughs> Who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Oh, I'm, I'm glad you're
1: here, Digger. I feel terrible. I
7: mm, you're not looking well. Much worse than most of the people I've seen lately.
1: Well, maybe I need to go away for a long rest. You know, some nice spot in the country where there's grass and flowers and
7: nothing but peace and quiet. I know just the spot. <laughs> Would you like me to drive you there?
1: No, no, I've got to stay in town and see a psychologist about my junior. Poor kid, he's not getting much fun out of life.
7: Ah, know. the youth of today seems so restless. Things were different when we were boys. We had a sport. Tell me, what's wrong with the dear lad? Well, I
1: hate to say it, but the kid was born 13 years ago, but he's only nine. I mean, in his mind.
7: Your junior? Yeah. People,
1: piffle. piffle, touch and people.
7: Where did you get such a preposterous notion? Well, I got it sort of secondhand from a psychologist. (laughs) Psychologist. When I opened my first place of business, things were very quiet. Uh I became neurotic. A psychologist told me, Odell, you will be a failure as an undertaker unless you concentrate on your work. Throw yourself into it. (laughs) If I had, where would I be today?
5: (laughs)
1: I don't know. This other psychologist is a big shot.
7: Can a big doctor like that make a mistake? I've known many a doctor to make a mistake, but I've covered up. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm seeing another psychologist in a few minutes. It can't do any harm. But don't worry about it. Take it from me. Your boy is all right. He's bright, alert, and alive. And I ought to know who's alive. (laughs) Well, cheerio. I'd better be... Shoveling off.
1: Now listen, Peg, I- I'll do all the talking with the psychologist. Oh all you- you-
2: right, but I hope you make sense.
1: Well, no, don't worry. And Junior, don't you worry either. Well, okay. Pop. Everything will be okay. You're alive, Digger O'Dell says so. <laughs> Oh, here's the doctor.
4: Good morning, good morning. I'm sorry to keep you waiting. I'm Dr. Berkman. Oh,
1: I'm Mr. Riley, and this is my
4: boy, Junior. How do you do? Well, let's all sit down and have a little chat, and we'll see if we can't find out... Oh, I, I
1: know what the trouble is. You see, Junior here, well, h- his mind is, uh, uh, uh B-A-K-W-A-R-D. I'm
4: not back. <laughs> Junior, the doctor knows best.
2: Dr Bergman Jr's perfectly all right. My oh.
4: Yes, yes, go on Mr Riley. Uh, what gave you the idea that Junior was backward? Well, that's what the other psychologist said. Oh. Oh, I see. You you
1: you took him to see what? No. No, Jr made this drawing, see? Only he gave it to this kid Cecil and his psychologist analyzed ah, it, see? Just a moment. Are you are
4: you talking about Cecil Stevenson? Well, yeah, how did you know? <laughs> Mr. Riley, I want to show you something. <laughs> is, is, is this the drawing? Well, hey, where did you get that? Uh, I'm Cecil's psychologist. Oh, you're the one. You analyzed <laughs> Yes, I thought it
1: was Cecil's work. No, no, it was Junior's. Uh, no, Pop, I didn't draw it. You, you didn't, but I thought, well, why didn't you tell me this? Well, why didn't you ask me? Well, I thought, I I, I didn't know. I, I. I didn't think that... If you, uh, when I, if you... doctor's this kid's confusing me.
2: <laughs> Believe me, it isn't hard.
4: Now, 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 let us all be serene. Did Cecil draw this or did he not?
2: Uh, no, he
5: didn't. We found it in our attic. What?
2: Let me see that drawing.
5: Here you are. Oh, oh, for heaven's sake.
1: <laughs> well, what's the joke, Peg?
5: Oh, Riley.
2: You drew this a long time ago. I drew it.
1: Well, what do you know about that? Oh. <laughs> well, what's the matter? Oh, Doc, you've got to help me. Oh, this is terrible. Well, what's wrong? Well, you said whoever drew this has a nine year old mind. Well? Well, when I drew this, I was
5: 37. <laughs> I'm a problem, child. <laughs>
0: We'll be back in just a moment. Prell sells itself to all the family. Yes, Prell. Procter & Gamble's Radiant Cream Shampoo in the handy tube. Listen to what Mrs. Norman H. Roby of Chattanooga, Tennessee has to say about Prell.
2: I find that Prell Cube a convenience in so many ways. Especially when shampooing my small son's hair. And we all love that rich lather. That clean fragrance and the shining results of Prel.
0: Yes, your whole family will love Prel too, once you try it and see how radiant Prell leaves hair, how quickly it removes embarrassing dandruff. Ask for it at your favorite shampoo counter. Try Prel. Prell.
5: P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo Leaves hair radiant, gleaming bright Not a bit of dandruff is in sight Comes in a tube, handy too P-R-E-L-L Prell Shampoo
2: Stop worrying. You really haven't got the mind of a nine-year-old. Well,
1: thanks, Peg, but the drawing... But
2: you heard what the psychologist said. In your case, it doesn't prove anything. There are other factors to consider.
1: And the drawing don't prove nothing?
2: (laughs) Of course not.
1: (laughs) Sure. What am I worrying about? After all, it's ridiculous to think that a woman could dominate me. Why, the woman don't exist, it can tell me what to do.
2: Riley, when you finish washing the dishes, put out the garbage. Yes.
1: (laughs) Psychology. What a laugh. A woman trying to give me orders? (laughs) The more I think of it, the more I have to laugh. Actually, I dominate women. Now, where's that garbage?
5: It must be...
0: and in Gamble I invite you to join us again next week to hear The Life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. The script is by Alan Lipscott and Reuben Schiff and Dick Powell. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Digger O'Dell is John Brown. The Life of Riley is produced by Irving Brecker. And remember, for more radiant hair free of unsightly dandruff, get the shampoo in the tube. P-R-E-L-L. Prel Shampoo.
2: Run, my favorite nylons, too. How do some girls make their stockings last so long?
6: Wise girls know they're safe in snow. Yes, safe in. (laughs) Wonderful ivory snow. Lovely nylons can stay lovely longer with ivory snow care. Its ivory mildness helps safeguard stocking glamour, reduces stocking runs. And ivory snow is speedy, too. Gives instant suds even in cool water. It's the only soap, both ivory mild and granulated. There's no other soap like it. Ivory snow care is wonderful for all nice washables. Your hands will tell you why. Wash dishes with ivory snow as millions do. See how it pampers your hands. Then you'll know lovely washables can stay lovely longer with... (laughs) ...wonderful ivory snow.
0: Ken Niles reminding you to listen again next Friday when Procter & Gamble again brings you a full hour of entertainment. First, Red Skelton, and then The Life of Riley. Goodbye.
4: This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.